If you like really big numbers, you'll love the Consolidated Financial Statement of the United States. It's compiled each year by the Government Accountability Office, and it's about much more than raw figures for revenues and expenses. Here with the highlights for 2018, Robert Dacey, Chief Accountant at the Government Accountability Office. Bob, good to have you back. Thank you. Good to be here. So is being the Chief Accountant for GAO the most interesting or the dullest job in the world? Well, I find it very interesting. Others might not, but it's a very interesting day-to-day. There's lots of issues in the federal government to deal with. Yeah, and especially financial issues. So this consolidated statement is assembled from what all of the agencies report, and you put it in one place. Tell us how this gets put together every year. Sure, sure. The consolidated financial statements of the federal government as a whole is the consolidation of about 160 different entities. Most of those entities prepare annual financial statements that are audited by their inspector general or under contract by their inspector general. And those come together into the consolidated financial statements. And we work closely with the auditors of the different agencies uh, in in getting our job done to to audit the government-wide financial statements. And there's two basic types of information included in the financial statements. One is your more traditional accrual-based information, such as what, what are the assets the government owns, what are the liabilities the government owes, what are its sources of revenue, and how much does it cost to operate agencies every year, as well as how does this accrual number relate to the budget deficit we hear a lot about. The other type of financial information is sustainability information. So the statements include long-term projections of the future receipts and spending for Social Security, Medicare, and for the government as a whole to help understand that if we continue on our current policies, will our receipts be sufficient to cover our costs? It sounds like the short answer to that one is no. The government-wide financial statements include a statement for the government as a whole, and basically that shows that the spending for non-interest will exceed the receipts by about $46 trillion. And to try to put that in a little bit more context, what that means is that if we have that situation, we'll continue to borrow money and pay interest on that borrowing so that our debt, which is about 78% of gross domestic product at the end of 18, would grow to somewhere over 500% by the end of the 75 years based upon these projections. So the situation where the debt continues to grow over the projection period means that it's really unsustainable fiscal path that we're on at the moment. Uh, Basically, to illustrate uh, that also, we have a concept called fiscal gap, and that's basically how much revenue would have to increase or how much spending would have to decrease or some combination of the two in order to keep that debt as a percent of GDP at, let's say, in our case, 78% at the end of 75 years, the same as it is in the beginning. Basically, the numbers there show that if we were to close that fiscal gap by increasing revenues, it would require about 22% increase in the projected receipts over the 70, each and every one of the years in the 75-year projection. If we were to close the gap by reducing our non-interest spending, it would require about 19% reduction in the projected spending for each and every year of the 75-year period. Without getting into politics, though, but when you look at the pie chart that GAO has helpfully provided, almost half of the spending is Social Security and Health and Human Services, Medicare, Medicaid. The other 21% is other agencies and 15% is DOD. And that 8% that is interest on the debt that can only grow as the debt grows larger and interest rates change, correct? That's correct. Uh, certainly as the debt grows, even if a constant interest rate were there, the interest cost would continue to grow over that period. In fact, uh, it would probably become one of the largest 
sources of our spending at, at you know, going out the 75-year projection. Congress, it seems, would have to look at Social Security and Health and Human Services spending if they're going to get anywhere close to some kind of balance in outlays and expenditures over 75 years. What GAO is calling for is really a long-term plan to put the government on a sustainable fiscal path. And we've reported that for several years. And we have a fiscal health report which goes into this area in much more detail that is expected to be published in about two weeks. We're speaking with Robert Dacey. He's chief accountant at the Government Accountability Office. And also in the kind of introduction paragraphs of all of this, there are still some problems with the veracity, or not so much the veracity, but the the auditability of specific agencies. I'm talking about DOD, where they can't get an unqualified look at their finances in the first place. Right. Uh, this year was a big step for the Department of Defense because they underwent an audit of the department-wide financial statement, which hadn't been done in a while. Uh, and that included auditing separately the, some of the major components like Army, Navy, Air Force, Marine Corps. Uh, and based upon the work that was performed, they, they couldn't give an opinion on the Department of Defense's financial statements. They identified about 20 material weaknesses, not about 20, it was 20 material weaknesses, in internal control that need to be resolved. And underneath those 20 material weaknesses, there were a whole series of individual deficiencies that were identified along with uh, recommendations to correct them. Uh, At the end of November of 2018, the Inspector General reported that there were about 2,400 deficiencies that needed to be resolved. And this is after they had, I think, a couple of thousand auditors going over everything from stem to stern there. Right. It was an exercise to to not only just audit, but also to figure out what are the areas that need to be addressed. And so there was uh, quite a bit of effort expended, but also quite a bit of issues identified uh, that need to be addressed. And getting back to the larger consolidated statement that GAO has put together, all 247 pages of it. And by the way, it's we should tell people it's not all just charts and tables like the budget request. There's a lot of narrative in there that if you really want to get deep into the particulars, it's it's almost like a novel. What kind of reception does it get on the Hill? I mean, you're obligated to do it as an agency. Congress requires it. But do they consume it when it goes up there? I think it's important to provide accountability both to Congress and the agencies. And the government-wide is a synopsis of, of all the agencies. But also, it's important to the individual agency statements. And that has a lot more detail down at the program level. And I think those would get wider use uh, than the government-wide. But as we talked about earlier, some of the information in here Uh, at at the broad government-wide level is also informative. Yeah, because when you get to the program level, it's like, say, make the analogy of an airliner, and the person in seat 27B needs some attention because they need to be made happy. That's a program. But if the whole airplane is flying into the side of a mountain fiscally, how does that figure into how Congress receives all of this? Well, again, hopefully we're trying to provide objective advice uh, in our fiscal health report, uh, GAO, as well as the uh, Congressional Budget Office also do long-term projections, and there's an analysis in that fiscal health report that's upcoming that will analyze those issues and what are the causes and drivers. Uh, the main drivers are demographics, on the spending side at least, are demographics and increases in health care costs. Sure. And just give us a sense of what is required of the GAO staff every year to assemble all of this information. It, must, it, sound, it looks like a really big fire drill. Actually, puts together the financial statements. They do the consolidation of all the different agencies and, and, and prepare a draft of the financial statements, which we review. We also do major parts of the government. We audit the IRS, which is most of the government's revenue. We audit 
all of the debt and the debt activities. So we do a fair portion of parts of the federal government, but we take that along with the findings of the individual agency audits and put that together to make a conclusion about whether we can give an opinion or not on, on the government-wide financial statement. And what is your overall opinion? Our overall opinion is that we can't give an opinion because of the deficiencies that we uh, noted both in our work as well as the work in the different agencies. Yeah, so there's really work to be done at two levels here, congressional on dealing with the long-term issues of how all of this becomes more sustainable. But then in the short term, agencies have some work to do, or at least specific ones do, in order to get their own fiscal houses, their financial and accounting houses in order so that the picture is accurate at that granular level. Right. And, and so there are issues there. And, and then there are some issues when you put all the information together that, that, that arise that need to be addressed as well. And we've made recommendations uh, in the past to Treasury, which they've been working on fairly actively for the last several years. Anything in particular this year? Well, one of the big issues uh, out there was was intergovernmental accounts, and a lot of progress has been made, but there's still very significant amounts where one agency's uh, receivable from another agency, they don't agree, and, and because they don't agree and they're not resolved, that results in errors in the financial statement. So that's an area where, when you put it all together, really needs to have some more focus and attention. It's been getting a lot, but there's still some ways to go. The other big area out there is the general fund. The general fund is the entity in government that basically is our cash manager. They manage all the cash. They calculate the deficit. They manage all of the debt activity. Uh, and they've been undergoing a treasury an effort to prepare a set of financial statements for the general fund uh, based upon their systems. And uh, we are currently in the progress of auditing the general fund information. Again, parts of it we've already audited, like the IRS receipts and the and the debt activity as part of separate audits. So more to come. Yes. Robert Dacey is the chief accountant at the Government Accountability Office. As always, thanks so much. I appreciate it. Anytime. We'll post a link to the financial statement and to this interview at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Listen to the Federal Drive anytime by subscribing at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One.